Hi everybody and welcome to Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. I am your host, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium, twin flame, channel, transformational coach and author. I am absolutely passionate about reconnecting people with loved ones who've passed over, as well as providing you with practical knowledge and guidance, tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace what you love and what brings you into connection with your joy so you can be more of your authentic self. Feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back and relax and enjoy today's show where I am joined by David Esel, a best-selling author, counsellor, master life coach and international speaker whose mission is to positively affect 2 million people or more every day in every area of life, regardless of their current circumstances. And I love that. He has helped thousands of people to get clear and straighten the world of dating, giving them the best chance ever to attract the love of their life into their life. Not only is David here on Barefoot Radio today to share his story, we will also be discussing letting go of emotional baggage. Welcome, David. Leanne, it's great to be with you and I'm excited. This topic is so crucial for people to understand in order to move forward in life. So thanks for having me on your show. Awesome. And can you just tell listeners a little bit about your background and how you've come to be doing the work that you're doing with people? Oh, yeah. You know, I've been doing this work in the world of personal growth now for 40 years, almost 40 years. It's been a long time. I started out in health and fitness and sports psychology. And in 1990, I transferred over to what's called counseling for the general population, which means, Leanne, we do every topic in the world from some serious, difficult issues like overcoming rape, um, moving forward from bankruptcy. We help people lose weight. We help people create businesses, save relationships, shatter addictions. So for almost 40 years now, we've been helping millions of people around the world to really live the life that they desire, filled with peace, uh, abundance in whatever form that may come, and, and, and a joy for living, you know, sharing their passions. So the author of 10 books, three of them are number one bestsellers, um, and just excited to be a part of this path. Awesome. And David, you're so right that, you know, this is such a topic that everyone needs at the moment because I find particularly we're going to be talking about letting go of emotional baggage. And a lot of people really don't want to be looking at the emotions that are within, particularly when it comes to love and attracting love into their life. They don't want to look at what's going on underneath the surface or take that emotional mask off. So I really love how you do that and and love how you bring your counselling background, which I've also got a psychology background as well, and help people in all those areas. And, And often where there's problems in one area, there's problems in another, particularly love and money often go together. So talk to me a little bit about some of the emotional issues that you often see clients come in with, particularly around love. Well, the number one, Leanne, that we see are individuals that have never taken responsibility for their role in the dysfunction of their past relationships, you know? And so you you talk to them and they'll say, you know, all men are dogs or 
all women just want to be supported financially. And, you know, and, and they have, maybe they've had some really tough relationships, Leanne. Maybe they've had people that have cheated on them, that have stolen money from them. And they, they carry forward resentments. And resentments are one of the largest forms of emotional baggage that we have today. So instead of looking at a, a marriage that failed or seven relationships that failed and say, what is my role in these? You know, we move forward saying, I'm picking the wrong people. And what we tell people is not necessarily you are looking in the mirror. If you were to stare at a mirror right now, your number one issue is you've never owned what you're repeating in the relationships that has failed. So we have so many people. We, we believe, Leanne, the number one addiction in the world is codependency in relationships. Okay. Without a doubt, if you look at all the addictions out there today, the number one is codependency. And what does that mean? Well, there's a thousand different spokes to the world of, of, of codependency, but we would look at um, a craving to be liked, a craving to be admired, a craving to be included, a craving to be in love is a form of codependency a fear of being alone, a fear of facing our neediness, our fear of looking at our passive aggressive behavior. Our, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, you know, in all those things I just mentioned, Leanne, uh, loneliness, neediness, passive aggressive behavior, all of those things are emotional baggage that if we don't face, look at and eliminate, we are going to repeat the same dysfunction tomorrow that we've had in the past in love. Now, the good news is, is you can let go of that stuff, but it takes work. Yeah. And I really like how you bring in that, that word codependence because there's a lot of talk in the love relationships area around narcissists and attracting a narcissist in. Yeah. And one of the things with a narcissist, if you're in a relationship with one, you have to take responsibility for where may you be codependent in that relationship because that's the play. That's the relationship dynamic. The narcissist can't exist without a codependent. Yeah, and, and you know what you just said is so crucial. I, I posted the other day on, on Facebook that if you're blaming a narcissist for your failed relationships, you're a victim and victims never heal. And what you just said is crucial. If a, an independent person who was dating a narcissist would never last more than 90 days, Leanne, they, they may be love bombed by a narcissist, you know, and what that means for our listeners is that the narcissist comes in and on day one, they say, I have never been with a more beautiful, we'll just make this stereotypical. I've never been with a more beautiful woman in my life. And then on the second date, they bring you 48 roses. On the third date, they're planning a trip to a, a, a hotel for the weekend. On the fifth date, they're trying to get you to stay away from your friends. Like, you, you know, I need you every day. I can't have you interacting with anyone other than me. Now, that would be a narcissistic behavior. Well, an independent person would say, screw you. <laughs> you know, and an independent person would go, no, you're not taking me away from my girlfriends and my guy friends. You're not shutting me down from my family. I'm not going to do A, B, C, D, E, you know, but the codependent, because they're so needy, Leanne, because they, they, they need that love and they're so insecure that they'll stay with a narcissist for a year or 30 years. And then if, if they ever do leave, they'll say it wasn't my fault. I was with a narcissist, but 
Let me make a really important point in the world of psychology. The percentage of true narcissists in this world is so outrageously tiny. I mean, it is, it's an overused word. It's a killed word. You know, let me give you the definition. In, in, in psychology and psychotherapy, we say there's a, a narcissistic scale. A number one is simply a self-centered person. Yeah. And we all are self-centered at some point. Okay, so, all right, guess what? Everyone's on the scale, gang. Let's not make it such a mystery. And then number 10 is the pure narcissist. And this is what a pure narcissist looks like. If you have, if, if you're a, a single woman with three kids and you have $25,000 in the bank and you're dating a narcissist, the narcissist will say, give me $25,000. I'm going to invest it. And within 10 days, we're going to have 50 grand. And so the woman hands over the money and she's going, oh my God, I've found this amazing, magical financial genius who's going to get me out of all my troubles with money. At the end of 10 days, she goes, how are we doing with our investment? And, and a true narcissist would say, it didn't work. And she'd go, wait a minute, that's all my money. And he, and he would say, a true narcissist would say, well, that's how life works. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Yeah. That's a true narcissist. They would rather see you devastated. They'd rather see you die as long as they got their needs met. And Leanne, that's what I'm saying. There's not that many. You know, I mean, Hitler was a narcissist. Pol Pot was a narcissist. I mean, you know, there are narcissists in the world, but come on, guys. The codependent becomes so entrapped in their victimhood that everyone's a freaking narcissist. You know, bullshit. You are not owning your role as a codependent. And, and Leanne, you know, when, when, when we look at people that have been in one dysfunctional relationship after another, and I say to them, within 90 days, there were a million signs that this guy or woman wasn't right for you. At first, they say no, and I send them home with homework assignment. Every time they come back and go, oh my God, it started on week two. And, and I, there's so much information in there that I would love to pick up on, David. It's you know, that that whole spiritual practice and personal development practice of taking responsibility and looking at what role you played is so key. And, you know, the codependent is the people pleaser. Codependent often has trauma or some experiences in their early childhood that has lowered their self-esteem or their self-worth. And, you know, one of the things that's popping into my mind is never been taught boundaries and self-love boundaries are so key and if you're not sure who you are or if you're relying on an external party or an external thing to show you your worth or tell you how valuable you are or how loved or how special or how beautiful or whatever it might be then you're putting your your sense of worthiness and value in something external of you that can always be taken away. And that's part of the codependent cycle. And, you know, people need to really come back and sit with themselves. And, you know, the key to healing and to connecting with ourselves is looking within and going, who am I? What do I value most in life? And what are my needs? And, and that's, you know, like you talked about, that narcissistic quality of, you know, self-needs. We all have it. And it's really important that we get our basic needs in life met or we cannot meet another in relationship from a place of love, joy and fulfillment that's if right. we don't know who we are. And we'll that's... always be looking at an external person or thing 
to fulfill those needs and relationships just don't work that way, do they? No, Leanne, that's such a great point. You know, we have to create our own validation in life. We have to look in the mirror and, and not just say, I am enough, I am a child of God, I am love, all that. A lot of that's a bunch of crap, Leanne, because it doesn't matter what you think and say, it's what you do. You know, so you can stand there in the mirror and say, I'm a child of God, I'm filled with love, I deserve a soulmate, blah, blah, blah. You know, but what are your actions in your relationships? That's really what the key is. Hey, and this is what we tell all my clients. When you're ending a long-term relationship or a marriage, do not date for 365 days in a row. Don't go out on a date with a potential quote-unquote friend. Learn how to be happy alone on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evening. Create new hobbies. Get engaged in the community. Do not get into any kind of sexual relationship you know, because the, the codependent who wants to become independent, they have to prove that they can be happy on their own and that love isn't the answer. Their own inner peace is the answer. Their own self-love is the answer. You know, because of all the nonsense of love books and novels on love and Fifty Shades of Puke, I call it, um, <laughs> that book is nothing but chaos and drama. That book, you know, listen, 20 years ago, I started helping people as a counselor in quote unquote, the lifestyle, you know, domination, submission, all of that kind of stuff. And you can have that as a healthy relationship, but if it's chaos and drama, like that ridiculous series, I just mentioned 50 shades of puke. If, if it, if you, if you think that that's healthy, you are insane. That's, I mean, there's arguing, there's pushing back. There's all the things we don't want in a relationship, you know? So we got to be careful where we're getting our information from. And once again, let me go back to where we want to be. The independent person wants to be independent of the pressures of society to be in a relationship. Mass consciousness through Glamour magazine, internet articles, movies says you're not enough if you're not in love. There's something wrong with you if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and you're not in a relationship. And women, Leanne, have this pressure 10 billion times more than men. I mean, they're getting hit daily with you're not enough. And then you've got well-meaning girlfriends saying, you're the total package. How could you be single? You know, and I say, because I get these clients all the time and I say, okay, love, this is what we're going to do. We're going to prove you're the total package by getting you the hell out of the world of dating. Okay. So number one, we're going to get you out of dating for a year. You know, and this happens with guys too, Leanne. Yeah. I, I've been working with a guy for almost 10 months now and he was on six dating sites. He couldn't be alone on a Friday night. He had to have a date. He was your typical codependent male, or you could say a typical codependent female. It's taken 10 months to shatter that thing that the purpose, he used to say to me all the time, David, I'm struggling with my work with you because the purpose of life is to be in love. And I said, no, it's not. That's a lie. The purpose of life is to find your purpose, to create internal joy, internal respect, and internal admiration. That's step one, okay? Once you have mastered that internal joy and inner peace, now you can look at adding someone else. But, and, and he used to argue with me and say, no, I really need to be with someone. I said, okay, let's do this. On your next date, when she says, what are you looking for in a love relationship? And you say, I'm looking to be with someone so I don't have to be alone anymore. <laughs> 
if she's healthy, she should run out of that relationship and out of that restaurant. She should sprint. She should be taking her heels off and running so fast from you, you know, because what a terrible reason to be dating. So you don't have to be alone. That's codependency. But Leanne, I'm talking about moving against mass consciousness, the media, the jewelry store ads. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm saying to people, wait a minute. And, and, and listen, up until now, from 1980 to 1997, I was one of the most codependent men in the world of, in intimate relationships. Yeah. And in 1997, and here I used to say I was really independent, right? I own my own business. I run my own life. I'm independent, but not in the world of love. Mm. So I would look for women to save. I was the white knight, baby. I would come in, pick them up off their little, you know, struggling financially. You know, single mom, three kids. Don't worry. I'm great with kids. I can. And then what happens is the women would become resentful. At first, they loved all the attention, right? And then I would tell them what to do and it would work. Then they became resentful. And then they would stop doing what I asked them to do. And then I would become resentful. Yeah. So we had a relationship from hell, all of them, right? And then in 1997, I took 52 weeks off from dating. I worked with a counselor, a friend of mine, another counselor for 52 straight weeks. She exposed all my codependent nature. And from this day forward, I may have slipped back a couple of times, but I'd slip back for like two months and I go, what the hell am I doing? Right. And, and then I would shatter it again. And it takes a year off from dating in order to get to know and love ourselves, Leanne. Yeah. And again, there's so much we could dive into there, David, and it's, really interesting that you know people want to find a partner to be with whether it's for you know fulfilling that sense of loneliness like you talked about but they're not willing to go within and do that inner work that you know uncovers the the behavior patterns the sabotage patterns within relationships whether it's codependency or whether you do have narcissistic qualities whatever that might be there are sabotage patterns or actions that we often take and being conscious and present to your role, your behaviors, your way of being in relationship really does allow you to go within, look at it and look at how you can improve it next time. We're not perfect. No one is. And we're not asking anyone to be perfect in relationship. It's about two beings coming together and owning their part in that dynamic because a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or business partnership or, you know, clients or whatever it might be, there's a relationship and an exchange there. What part are you playing in the exchange? How are your emotions, your thought patterns and your actions um, contributing to the drama, the chaos, the, the arguments or the, you know, the silent treatment or whatever it might be that sits there? <laughs> and is your partner willing to have communication and to engage consciously with you to work through it or are they not? And that's where, you know, the, the difference of romantic relationships in particular are there to help us grow and evolve as humans. And um, if you're with someone who's not supporting you in growing and evolving and following your joy, because we are all love, we are all from God, spirit, universe, whoever it is you might 
call it, and we all come from love. But the reality is we're here to follow our path of joy and it's different for everybody. What's joyful for me will be different to what's joyful for you, David. And when you know within your being what your path of joy is as an individual independent human and when the other person knows what their joy is as an independent human, you can then come together in partnership as two individuals to create a union that allows both individuals to follow their joy and then for the union to follow its joy. Leanne, that was so beautifully stated. And what you're saying is it's two people that have taken the time to heal that have taken the time to figure out who they are. You can't do that in a relationship, okay? If you're in a relationship and you're trying to find your joy and you're trying to make up for your past mistakes and it, it, because the, the, the relationship is a distraction then, you've got to take the time out. You know, one, we, one of the things that we help our clients work through in the 365 days of no dating is that we take them through a process to forgive every freaking former partner no matter what they did, you know, and we're taught, I, you know, for 30 years as a counselor now, we've helped people really work through some nasty past relationships where their partner bankrupt them, their partner cheated on them with their sister. Their, I mean, some intense stuff, but I say to both men and women, if you're going to move forward in love and you have any resentments that you're justifying that you're not going to forgive someone for, you have a block in front of your heart. You're jaded. You're resentful. And there's nothing in the, you can find Prince Charming or Princess Charming, and they're not strong enough to remove your own blocks of resentments in love. You have to do it. If you have resentments against your mom or dad, and you haven't cleared those up, regardless of how terrible, you're going to react to the next woman or man you were, you're with, with a partially opened heart. It's not fully exposed. It's not expanded. So, we take people through these courses, Leanne, so that they can walk into the next relationship totally clear. And, you know, in our latest number one best-selling book, it's called Focus, Slay Your Goals. I tell the story of a woman I dated who stole all this money from me, okay? It was, we had a contract. I loaned her way too much money. My fault as a codependent, my fault. Hello. I loaned her way too much money. And one day she sent me a text and she said, my mom and my girlfriend say, I don't owe you a penny, even though I signed a contract to repay you because you're my boyfriend and that's what boyfriends do. So I ended the relationship immediately. I, you know, I went to an attorney, the attorney did a background check on my former girlfriend. She had no money. He said, you can go to court and win, but you're not going to collect anything. And eventually down the road, I saw that I was bitter towards her. She lives in the same town. Whenever someone would mention her name, my stomach would start to turn, right? And I said, David, you have to do the same work that you help other people do. Yeah. It took me eight months of doing the writing work of forgiveness that we teach. And then in my book, I say, here's the end result. When a massive hurricane hit Florida, I called her and texted her and said, are you and your kids okay? Now, I hadn't talked to her for a number of years, mm. but that's when I knew that my work was done yeah. and that I was fully open-hearted again, Leanne. You know, and no matter for all of your listeners, if you say I could never forgive him because he cheated, he lied, he betrayed me, he would ever, you know, I, I say you have to, if you want a chance 
at deep love again. There's no other way, Leanne. No. And look, you know, I, I'm reminded of I have my book, Shifting Your Shit to Achieve Your Dreams, and it's essentially working through all of that stuff, whether it's, you know, mental blockages, emotional sabotage patterns, fears, etc. whether it's around love, romance, money, business, whatever. And I do the work on me. I have not had a perfect relationship history. I am aware that I've been learning and growing and shifting through my patterns and my past and letting go of resentments and hurt and you know, it's really interesting. I got some what I would call closure on a past relationship just recently that I had been holding on to resentment with and didn't know how to let it go. And, you know, he was a partner who cheated on me and, you know, kind of back and forth. How do I let that go? How do I, you know, and doing the work is hard at times. And just in the last couple of weeks, he reached out at a time that I needed some support randomly and basically said to me, put your needs first, do what you need to do, and um, then shared with me the reason why he went outside of the relationship. And it was never about me, but I made it about me. And I needed to own that and got closure on it so I can go, Ah, and so I really love how you talk about that. We have to work on our own stuff or we can't help our clients through things. I walk my talk. Sometimes it's hard and, you know, we have to be able to do the work. And for those of you looking for relationship, connection, money, finances, success, whatever it might be in your life, you have to do the work on you. You cannot expect someone external of you to fill that gap. Yeah, Leanne, I mentioned something at the very beginning. You know, victims in life never heal. If you're a victim, you can't heal. It's impossible. When you start to take ownership that you have a role in something, whatever that might be, you're already on the way to healing, you know, and, and then again, 30 years of this work, I've never seen a relationship end where they both people didn't have a role. There, there's, there's, we, we, we have to have a role. We, maybe we stayed too long. So maybe you're with someone for 10 years and at 10 year mark, they have an affair on us. Okay. And when we look back, we say the relationship should have ended at the end of six months, quite frankly. But I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to, you know, have to go through life on my own. I didn't. So I stayed and then the relationship was old. It was worn out. It was beat up, but we were afraid to be single again. And that might be our role. You know, it, it could just be that we didn't pay attention. Listen, you're a medium. Okay. You have incredible intuition. Yeah. Here's the amazing thing. Everyone has intuition. Exactly. But we don't we don't want to follow it if it means it's a hard move. You know? So so that's why when I take people back and I say, I guarantee you in the first 90 days, we're gonna find huge red flags. And they go, Oh no, no, no. Then they do the writing, Leanne, and they go, Oh my God. This happened on week two. This happened on week 16. This happened on week 32. I should have ended it then. You know, and, and your, your conversation with me today, if people will take notes and if they're open enough, if they can get out of that victim mentality that I had nothing to do with the dysfunction in this relationship, if they can just open their mind to say, huh, yeah. I wonder what role I played 
we are already moving forward in healing. And, you know, I, I love that. And I, I love how you you talk about, you know, is it that you stayed too long? And that was the case for me. It was, you know, a conversation about what I needed and wanted in relationship. And he didn't want the same thing, but I stayed. Right. And so the outcome of that was going outside of the relationship because he didn't want that and that's okay. So, you know, that was my learning in amongst it. So people who are listening today, if you could give them two tips on how to let go of that emotional baggage and move forward into freedom for self, what would they be? Uh, Leanne, number one is that don't trust your brain to try to come to healing, Okay. The, the subconscious mind will justify, rationalize, and defend that you had no role in the dysfunction of your last 27 relationships, <laughs> okay? It will, it will defend, so don't trust your brain, number one. Number two, write down everything you can think of in each of your failed relationships that you may have had a role in. Put it in the physical world, just like what we were talking. I stayed too long. I was codependent and put up with his or her alcoholism or his or her financial spending addiction, or his or her neglect, emotional neglect, that I was with emotionally unavailable men or women since day one. Like, write down your role, okay? And then I'm going to add a third step. Okay. And the third step is this. As a counselor, I could not heal myself from codependency. If a counselor can't heal themselves from codependency, the odds of anyone else doing it are almost zero. So the third step is reach out to a great, counselor, therapist, life coach, someone who has a good grip on life to take you through the exercises necessary to expose your full role in dysfunction. And when you do those three steps, Leanne, anyone can heal regardless of how crazy our past love lives have been. Yeah. And I like how you you bring in don't believe your mind because, you know, our mind can make up stories about whether it's our role or someone else's role, rather than take that responsibility. And like you said, everyone has good, has intuition. When it comes to my personal life, I do have good intuition, but sometimes I don't listen to that because it's my experience and my experience for a reason. And so I love that you talk about reaching out, out for help and support, which I do as well. And all of the good coaches and, and counsellors and healers or whatever you are do have help and support from, from other coaches, counsellors, whatever it may be, to work through their own stuff. Be willing to have the courage to look at your role and take responsibility. And it does take courage to heal. So be gentle on yourself and nurture yourself as you look within and do allow some of those emotions to come up because, you know, I see so many people putting on a mask of happiness and joy and yet underneath it there is a whole world of resentment, hurt, pain, sadness, anger, whatever it might be. If you keep putting on the mask, you are going to keep repeating the pattern. So be willing to look at your shit like I call it, because it's yours to own. And if you don't clear it, you'll keep getting it. So thank you so much, David, for joining me today on Barefoot Radio. It's been an absolute honour and we could talk about this topic for hours. 
Can you please share with listeners how they can connect with you further if they'd like more information about what you do or to buy a copy of your book or any of your books? Oh, yes, Leanne. It's really easy. If the listeners will just write down our website, it's so easy to remember. Talkdavid.com. Talkdavid.com. So simple because that's all I do is talk like you. <laughs> and, and when they go there, they'll see all the books. But we also offer something for free that's really fun. And when you scroll down the website, you'll see David Essel's daily video boost. And five days a week, Leanne, we send out for free. We have thousands and thousands of subscribers, a daily video with a thought of the day and action steps for the day. So people can get this absolutely free, no charge whatsoever. David Essel's daily video boost, five days a week, an inspirational video at talkdavid.com. And then they'll also get a chance to look at all of our books. You know, as I mentioned, the last three on personal growth have all gone number one bestseller, which we're very proud of. So take a look at the books, join the daily boost, and you will have more inspiration to help you break through your own emotional barriers in life. Thank you so much, David, and I really appreciate that. And for those of you who want to connect with me further and learn more about the work that I do or to grab a copy of your Shifting the Shit to Achieve Your Dreams book, then also jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. You can also subscribe to the Barefoot Tribe. Shoes are optional, so you can start enjoying a lot of the exclusive benefits of being a member also head over to SoundCloud and hit follow for Barefoot Radio so you are the first to gain access to each episode of Barefoot Radio. And that's SoundCloud, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. You can also connect with me through Facebook, Leanne the Barefoot Medium, Instagram, the Barefoot Medium, or YouTube, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. Thank you all so much for joining me today on this episode. It has been a pleasure having you join me, David, and share your knowledge and wisdom with listeners and how they can connect, transform, and grow in all things love, soul, and spirit. Wherever you are, I wish you a magical, loving, and joyful week, whoever you are with and wherever you are at in your journey. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot Radio.